bless your name, Father, this morning. As we stand in this house of prayer. And oh Lord God, we thank you for yet again another day. Another Lord's day. Another privilege to be in your house, oh Lord. I thank you for everybody that has been in this house at this hour. And oh Lord, it's my prayer that Father, as we have been pouring out our spirits to you, Lord, speak to our lives again this morning through thy word. Thy word is spirit. Thy word is life. I thank you and I commit myself and the congregation in your hands. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. And everybody say, Amen. 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 Can we give a big clap to the Lord? Hallelujah. Shangilia Buanas, we allow. Amen. 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 Let's take our seats. And thank you again for being in the house of the Lord for this first service. And um, I had a small challenge on the way and uh, a bit late, but the Lord is good. I'm here. We are here. This morning, the Lord pressed upon my heart to share with you a message of encouragement. We pass through situations all along our lives. And one thing that is a fact is we don't get used much to these situations. As we grow from grace to grace, we still face challenges in our lives. And sometimes we need just somebody to hold our hands and tell us it's not over and that all is well. Amen. Amen. Remember the famous song, uh, It Is Well. Uh, it was my plan that we'll sing at least uh, a verse of that song. Now I'm not going to sing because of my timing. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Matthew, the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 8. Let's turn our Bibles to chapter 8 of the book of Matthew. And I'll read verses 24 to 26. 24, 5, 6. Probably in 27. I'll read from the New King James Version. And the word says, Behold, and behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the sheep was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. But he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us we perish 
And he says unto them, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose. And there was a great calm. It's my assumption that this story is not news to you. If you haven't heard about it, this refers to something that actually happened. When Jesus was preaching during his years of ministry here in the earth, uh, he traveled from one place to another. And sometimes we assume that uh, maybe these situations happened so that we may learn from them. No, they were recorded so that we may learn from them, but they happened because they happen in life. So in his life, once upon a time he was traveling, <clears throat> was preaching in a place, and then he decided to go over to the other side of the sea of Galilee. And the Bible says his disciples followed him. They went into a ship. And because they had a long, long, long day, that day preaching, teaching, healing, physically he, he, he was exhausted. <clears throat> and so he went to the bottom of the ship and he slept. A good sleep. Now, if you have an experience of traveling on a ship, and I have one, I know the, the Indian Ocean, I know Lake Victoria, I know Lake Tanganyika, I've been on Lake Nyasa, I've been on Lake Rukwa, so I, I know a bit of uh, traveling on boats, both fishing and traveling. And so, if you go to the bottom of the, the ship, Usually, you will not feel any problems. Those who feel and uh, some problems and vomit are usually staying uh, in the passenger rooms or at, uh, at the top of the ship. But if you go to the luggage ba base, uh, you, 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 know, you don't feel actually uh, unless it is really a big storm. So he went down there because it was calm and he knew nobody will disturb him. Because people knew him and they would want always to talk to him and also to uh, have him minister to them. He went down and slept. Now as they were crossing, the climate changed, the winds changed, and the sea uh, was changing. And this was not a big issue because some of his disciples were experienced fishermen so they were there they controlled the boat but now the bible testifies that the storm was so bad that waves covered the ship now if you have really big waves and you are traveling these waves come like a mountain to you they're usually very high and you will see a wave <laughs> in the sky. You know, it is threatening. And if your ship is beat by these waves, sometimes it can also lead to shipwreck. You can 
uh, lose your vessel. And if you lose your vessel, you lose your lives. And so it was a real threat. Peter and his friends were not just some boys worrying about some winds. It was a real threat and they tried their level best and they reached a point they could do nothing. Now in this life there are small uh, 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 occasions and there are some really huge occasions. I want to tell you, even if it's a small occasion, even if, if it's a small thing, if it moves you down, it will take you down. It is big. And so this morning the message is calmness in troubled waters. It does not at all want to suggest that we can always do away with storms. But it calls for faith when you are uh, traveling in troubled waters. Because there will be a time when you will be in those situations. And Jesus calmed the seas as we have read. But he rebuked them because they invited fear when they saw the danger because we know what will happen. <laughs> and that is what I call real fear because you, 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 you know what will happen. You know what, I mean, if you're walking in a bush and all of a sudden there are three big lions around you, you almost know what will happen. Because if it does not happen, it will just take a miracle. And that is what I call real fear because it is supported by real circumstances. There will be times when you will fear, but actually you don't know what will happen. But in life there are times when you will fear because you know what will happen. In all those situations, if you have God by your side, you have reason. To remain calm in the midst of a fiercy storm. We have read from the book of Matthew. And we have seen in that book, in that short story, that the storm was there and it was really big. But also, in that same ship, that these disciples were uh, uh, riding, Jesus was there. And he was sleeping inside. And sometimes you will feel in life when you come to these circumstances that the Lord is quiet as if he is asleep inside. But remember always, if he is already in your ship, he is there, and that is big. Him being there in your situation, that is something. And also, we see that there was effort from these people, and that is good. It is very practical and very natural. But their efforts 
came to an end. And we see that when the efforts came to an end, their hope and their faith also came to an end. You know what that means? They depended on their experience, their abilities. And we have many abilities that God has given us. We have people that know us. And if we call them that we are at the police station, they will come running and definitely they will take us out because they have influence. We know that sometimes economically we are well off. And so we can buy our way out. Sometimes we have the best doctors. And so we don't fear because somebody will come and intervene. All those things plus your education. And even plus you being called a saved Christian. That also can just be an asset in your life. All those things can be depended upon. But I'm telling you. If you depend upon them, because they are all limited, including your salvation, your knowing that you have Jesus in the ship, all those have limitations. When they come to an end and you don't see results, fear creeps in and faith uh, moves out. And that is when you'll be in real trouble. They called Jesus and said, Lord, save us. We are perishing. At least they knew that maybe he can do something. And that is actually what mattered to them. When they started praying, when they remembered the Lord, when they went and woke up the Lord, the Lord definitely was able to do something. But before that he rebuked them. Why did he invite fear? Oh people of little faith. Why did you invite fear? Why did you? Because you know. Faith defeats fear. And faith always is a product. Of hearing the word of God. If you meditate upon the word of God and you understand it and your soul and your spirit understands and your intellect understands the word of God, it gives you a firm ground because whatever happens, the word of God will be with you and it will always be true. Lord, we are perishing. He rebuked the, the storm and the sea and there was great calm in the midst of that storm jesus still showed his authority now i wanted to share with you three situations which in many time many time people find themselves in those positions or those situations Maybe before I do that, I repeat one thing that I had said so that it is clear with you. It is not what uh, you are. If you call yourself a son of God, these were disciples and walking with Jesus himself. It didn't help them. 
what will save you is faith and faith alone and faith on the lord so in the midst of troubled waters if you manage to keep your faith if you keep the faith you will still remain calm if you see that you are shaking then check your faith if you see that you are shaking check your faith when you come out of it check yourself and so first is sometimes we feel stranded sometimes in life we feel stranded it's as if you're walking along a road and then you reach a point there's no road and you are stranded and it seems every time you want to make a step you're going you're going even into uh, deeper mud i remember back in the year 1993 uh, me and my wife and our two small sons because then uh, Isai was about four years and his brother about five years actually I think a little bit younger uh, we went for vacation and it was a quick one we went to Mikumi some of you remember the testimony and we, we when we reached the hotel because we had booked at the hotel it was still morning and people had not moved from the rooms and so he made a quick decision let's go into the bushes enjoy uh, seeing animals uh, in the morning time and then we'll come back rest and then we'll go in the evening so we go into the bushes and somehow i'm tempted to just drive on drive on drive on i remember seeing that i I'd went 33 kilometers into the bushes and then all of a sudden the roads came to a dead end i didn't know where to go should i go back and actually at that time we were trying to find another route to go back to the gate but we were going deeper and deeper and then i saw a certain route that was a bit encouraging i said this i think is the right one and so i pushed my the, the pedal whoop about 10 meters the car just went straight into a mud pond boom and there we are we were and we had to spend the whole day saturday and some of the sunday we didn't carry food we didn't carry water we were right on the path of elephants we had passed a big 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 herd of buffaloes just downstream and we didn't know what to do Sesse flies were just sold without price a lot of them so you open a window you have a problem we tried i tried i tried i was young then so i tried to take off the car from the mud i am alone and my wife the two kids in the car and we reached a point in the afternoon we knew that we are stranded the battery went off and we we could not do anything and so six o'clock 
we had a certain car so somebody was trying to find us because they knew we went in and we didn't sign off when we come out and so we were stranded simply stranded 33 kilometers into the bushes the night is coming we spent the whole day with nothing then i reached a point i went to battery water distilled water and i found a few uh, meals and we were trying to give our children kwa kizibo and then you just hope for the best jesus was with us and we felt stranded in life sometimes you find yourself in those situations where you can't take yourself out um the word of god says in isaiah 41 13 for i am the lord your god who takes hold of you and right hand and says to you do not fear i will help you i'm the lord who is there with you i am here with you i will hold you by your right hand do not fear i will help you now these words are like uh, just like uh, the beautiful saxophone from brother zephaniah when you hear them you say oh yes hallelujah when it comes to times of needing those words those words have to be in your heart that is you will have to have read them meditated on them and believed that this is true and at that time what you need to say is lord i know that you are my god and you are standing by me i know that you are holding my right hand and lord you are saying i should not fear we will not die here because you will help us i thank god for one thing i have a great woman and both of us said god is faithful he will take us from this place and our hope didn't actually seem to come true because it was already now eight o'clock at night it was ten o'clock it was midnight and we knew we are sleeping here and when you look outside now at night the animals come out to enjoy the moonlight and so they were all over you can't get out if you lock yourself you suffocate if you open a bit flies come in and it is just like this and eventually eventually the same uh, the sun came down i think i'll finish this testimony in the second service because we don't have that time but what i'm saying is we have always to remember that in proverbs 3 verse uh, 5 the lord says trust in the lord with all your heart and do not uh, 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 do not, do not, not lean. Lean is to a gamer on your own understanding. Sometimes you are, your brain comes to a standstill, it goes to the limit, and that is when now your faith ta takes over. That I know that my Lord liveth, and he will stand up for me. Hallelujah. Amen. So, if you reach a point where you feel stranded remember fearing is not the answer and unfortunately fear is an emotion it comes 
even without invitation. <laughs> so fear will come. But if you have the word of God, it will drive fear out and strengthen your faith. Another situation which we find sometimes ourselves in is fear of the unknown. When you reach a point and you really don't know what will happen, uh, you, don't, you cannot interpret the things around you well, then you feel that uh, I, am, I am done. Now, the Lord is always having a word also for you. I will refer you to read to chapter 10 of Joshua, uh, verse 8, and you will see that Joshua had to confront the king of Jerusalem and four other kings. And he didn't have that big an army. And the situation physically was very difficult because when you, if you decide to move towards them, they will see you. And so they had to travel overnight and at a very high speed to reach their destination and start the war when their enemies are sleeping. Now the Lord says to Joshua that do not fear because I have given uh, these armies to your hands. Do not worship them. The interpretation of that fear in, in, interpreted is do not worship them. Do not look at them as too big, too powerful, and I am just like a grasshopper. No, don't worship them. I have already given them to your hands. And you remember that in chapter 1 verse 9, God was repeatedly telling Joshua, be strong. Why? Because he was weak. Do you find anybody else in the Bible that is told so many times, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. Why? Because Joshua was using a lot of his brain. He, he, he knew, he was very intelligent. He knew uh, what is coming. But Joshua had a difference. He trusted the Lord. Trust the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean again on your own understanding. If you find yourself in a situation that you don't know, actually, if you will be in employment tomorrow or not, you have to live above that fear. And many people are fearing for the West. Let me use Swahili there. Wengi wanakuwa na hofu kwa sababu wanaogopa kile ambacho wanatarajia kiwatoke. Kama kwa mfano, anaona situation kuna kesi kazini na zikana kafukuzwa na niwonevu, anajua wale ambao wamenifanyia hivi ndio walioko kwenye maamuzi. Na kwa hiyo, nafikiri nitafukuzwa. Sasa anaanza kuwaza na watoto wawili Dar es Salaam. Na mke, ninahiki, ninahiki. What will happen to me? Don't take that route. Usikross yo daraja kabla ujaifikia. Concentrate on what is happening now. Because that will just create fear to you. If you don't know how you will handle the situation, trust the Lord. Joshua fought the Amalekites. And one of the problems that actually encountered him is if he would not continue pursuing them and killing them, they will reach a point they will reorganize. In war, retreat is one of the strategies. When you see your enemy running, 
in the army if you are in war it does not mean he is defeated it means he is looking for space to reorganize and this army is huge it's having a lot of big weapons than what i have i have to continue pursuing them i should not give them time to reorganize there's something i want to say here joshua knew he had to fight until he finishes them and that is why he gathered his faith and talk, spoke to the son say son stand where you are <laughs> i have to finish this business because if night comes tomorrow will be another story these people may turn against me son stop where you are hallelujah and the sun stopped for almost a day that is faith sometimes it will take you to too far <laughs> sometimes it will take you too far to commanding things you didn't actually even plan to do because there's some business to finish don't give up don't allow that hurting in you to consume your faith. Stand and believe. Ask God because he is there. Amen. The third situation that confronts us sometimes when you are in trouble is loneliness. You feel kind of left alone. Even those you loved and helped will not be seen even those who advised you if you call them you tell your situation they say oh but i mean hot water i need somebody to come and hold my hand don't be disappointed don't feel lonely because you are not alone the lord is right there with you hallelujah amen and if I had time, I wanted to take you uh, to, the, to the story of, of, of Jacob. When he was traveling, now he had uh, bathed, he had squandered everything. He had, you know, he, he could not go back home. When Jacob was running from his brother Esau, he could not go back home. It was not an option. So he was told to go where he was going, where he didn't know actually. But he had to continue going because there was nowhere else to go. And he reaches this place, the Bible says in chapter 28 verse 11, that he, reaches, he reached a certain place. They didn't actually even say where because it was in the bushes. It was too far from home and very far from where he was going. And Jacob just slept because he was uh, he, he was hungry he was thirsty he was exhausted he took a stone put it and just slept he just wanted sleep and tomorrow we'll see what goes on and he was completely lonely not only physically but also psychologically even uh in the spirit because the mama who used to advise her is too far away from him and though those days there were no telephones that you would pick up mobile and say mama pray for me i'm in the middle of nowhere 
I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how long it will take me. And he was sleeping, just thinking, and he was praying. And all of a sudden, the heavens opened. He wakes up and says, truly God is in this place. Because he was not alone. He was not alone. So if you are traveling, if you are in your life journey, <clears throat> you reach a point you feel nobody understands you. And sometimes some people ask you wrong questions. Hey, brother, it is three years now since you got married. Am I manufacturing children? Oh brother, age is going now, you're starting to have some gray hair. Why would you think about bearing? It's not a bad question, but some people ask that bad question uh, that, that question the wrong way. Oh, especially when it is asked to girls. You know, in our tradition, it's boys who goes to girls. Take a great heart. Sometimes you'll feel you are lonely. You don't have anywhere to run to. You don't have anybody to talk to. Sometimes you feel like crying in your situation because you had invested a lot and nothing seems to come on of it and you know the promises of the lord and you know how god had blessed you but everything you are attempting to do it's as if the devil is there opened his mouth and everything just goes down the drain i'm telling you god is still god and even if you feel alone but the lord is there with you the heavens will open up and you realize that you are sleeping in a place of god and God will surely return. And he will come with his reward to you. Joseph, I mean, Jacob didn't remain where he was. He went to the land. He went there. He worked 20 years and seven. And still, as a worker, God blessed him. Now he's coming back and he's praying now to God saying, Father, you have blessed me. I walked over this river with only my stick. But now I'm going back home. I am uh, having two uh, companies with me and a lot of animals because God, our God is faithful. But he says he'll bless you, he'll bless you. Just believe in him, trust in him, and uh, it will happen. If you feel you are stranded or if you feel uh, that you don't know what will happen, Oh, sometimes you feel lonely. Remember, the Lord is there with you. May God bless his word and bless you, his people, as you continue trusting and believing in him. Amen. Amen.